Welcome to Ensuring Success, the podcast that takes you on a journey to unlock the keys of achieving not just fleeting victories, but sustainable and fulfilling success. This is Ensuring Success. Welcome everyone to the first official episode of Ensuring Success, a Houchins Insurance Group podcast. I'm Natalie Crawford, and I'll be helping to co-host this first series, and joining me is Lydia Gillum. Lydia is the Vice President of Talent and Culture here at HIG, so she knows a thing or two about what we're going to be talking about, which is really the foundation of our culture, and that is ownership mentality. And Lydia and I spend time talking today about the benefits of ownership mentality, what it is, how we foster it here in our agency, and then also the challenges to creating an ownership mentality mindset among our employee owners. I'm super excited you guys are joining us and excited for you to hear all of what Lydia has to offer. And without further ado, let's jump in. Lydia, thank you for joining me to have this conversation today. I'm so excited to jump into this with you. And for our first question that we will ask every guest on the podcast, how do you ensure success? Well, thank you, Natalie. I am happy to be here, excited about uh, this podcast. Um, and so uh, fortunately, I, I knew that this question was coming. I know it's our it's our staple question of how we want to start our podcast, um, asking all guests. And so I was able to put a little bit, bit of thought into it and really reflect personally on what what that means in my life. And, you know, I think what that comes down to for me is I've lived long enough to know that not much in life can be controlled. Um, but what I can do is I can control the way I carry myself. I can control the way I respond to things, um, the way that I develop myself, my attitude, those are all things that I can control and, and I can control my outlook and that being positive. And so I think just looking, trying to look at everything as an opportunity and from the lens of how I can, how I can make something work, um, for the good or turn out in a positive way. Um, it's, that's just something that I've learned to do over time. Um, and it's just really started to become a part of my mindset. Um, I'm, I work around a lot of people who have a way of looking at things that are really challenging from a positive lens. And so I think I've just been fortunate enough to, to develop by their men- mentorship and thinking that way. And it's just, I think it's a great way to ensure success really in all aspects of life. Love that. And I think that's great. And um, how you mentioned mentorship, and that'll be a big part of our conversation, I'm sure with ownership mentality, because that's kind of the one of the fundamental pillars of ownership mentality is having those mentors in place that have walked those those journeys ahead of people. So let's go ahead and start out by just defining what exactly an ownership mentality is in the context of the workplace. Yeah. When you think about ownership mentality, um, really, in my mind, you break that down and you think, okay, owner, what does being an owner mean? And that means if I'm an owner, I have stake in something. I I can lose or gain something um, as an outcome of of my actions. And so I think having ownership um, means that in an ownership mentality, I think it means that taking responsibility for those outcomes, the good, bad, the ugly, whatever that may be, 
Um, but even further in my mentality, I'm also taking responsibility for what got me to those outcomes. Um, and really taking responsibility for the influence that I have over those outcomes. And it's just um, a way of approaching whatever comes your way. So we talk about it a lot here at Houchins Insurance Group, and it's definitely a buzzword. If you spend any amount of time in one of our offices, you will either hear or see the words ownership mentality because it's something that really just kind of floats throughout each of our offices and our people. So what would you say distinguishes an employee with an ownership mentality from someone who simply comes in and does their job? Um, So Natalie, I think, would you be okay if we kind of talked about why we had that ownership mentality within the organization? A hundred percent. Yeah. So, you know, we are, for, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, we're Houchins Insurance Group. We are a part of the um, largest 100% employee-owned employee stock ownership um, plan in the country. And it is a pretty amazing opportunity to be a part of. And so what being a part of an ESOP means is that there are no, there's no one owner of the organization or board of stakeholders. Um, we are all the owners, um, all the employees of um, Houchins Industries uh, are owners in the, in the organization. And so I really think that creates a foundation of that ownership mentality when you, when you are actual owners in the organization. Um, and so I think um, when, when we think about uh, ownership mentality from, you know, versus somebody who simply is just doing their job, I think, I think in those two scenarios, the, the behaviors are going to be different. Uh, and what I mean by that is the behaviors are going to be different that you see in an owner and in somebody that's just working a job because the motivators are different. Um, if I have a job and I see it that way, and we've all had jobs, right? We've all had ones that um, felt like a job to us and we treated it like a job. Um, but if I have a job, I'm more than likely being held accountable by my superior. And that's my motivation. Uh, it's extrinsic. Um, there's more than likely there's a carrot or a stick that's inspiring my right. actions. And, um, you know, you think about example, I'm not going to show up to work late. If, I, if I'm a, in a job, I'm not going to show up to work late because I'm going to get reprimanded is why I'm not going to show up late to a job. Right. But on the other side of that, if I have ownership mentality, I think the difference is that's intrinsic motivation and that inspires my actions. And so I'm not driven by others. I'm not driven by the carrot or the stick, but my drive is, is internal. And so if you take that same example of I'm not going to show up late versus uh, I'm not going to show up late because I'm going to get in trouble for my manager. Well, in the owner's mentality, I'm not going to show up late because I know it's going to impact my effectiveness in what I do. And so I think the the main difference in those two things are what motivates us, and it totally reframes our mindset and how you how you approach things. And um, 
I think you've got to have intrinsic and extrinsic motivators. I right. think you need a combination of both. Yes. But ultimately, I think um, as leaders in our organization, we want to inspire a um, intrinsic motivation through our culture. And people are naturally inspired to uh, succeed and do well in what they do every day. Okay, so Lydia, we touched on a couple of different things, but let's swing back to some specific behaviors and attitudes that indicate someone has embraced this ownership mentality that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I feel like this can play out in a bunch of different ways and behaviors that that we would see or benefit from in the organization. First would be probably somebody's initiative and Um, their approach to their work and their, again, we talked about motivation motivations and Mm -hmm. um, I I also think that can play out a lot in problem solving Um, if I've got a problem and it's mine and I feel ownership over it I'm going to approach it totally different Um, I think we would be I think an ownership mentality is going to be probably more proactive versus reactive because we're going to try to avoid some of those problems yes Um, and speaking of problems um, we're not as owners owners with ownership mentality we're not going to go and drop a problem on somebody's desk but um, that's something that's a philosophy that we live by here at HIG is don't bring a problem without a solution right Um, take that next step to think through okay what does resolution for this look like Um, you know I also think it's about personal development too is if I'm an owner I'm going to try to develop myself in order to be able to contribute um, on a larger scale to the organization. Um, I'm going to be more collaborative and probably bring people in um, to conversations to be able to um, collaborate and make us all better in what we do. I think I'm going to be, owners are probably going to be more committed um, to do whatever it takes to get the job done um, for the greater good. And, um, you know, those are just a few a few ways that I can think of. But, gosh, they probably go, the list goes so much further than that. But, right. And being probably another one I would add to that is being adaptable. Um, yes. And, and being able to pivot whenever you need to when things, you know, we talked about earlier, so many things are out of our control. Um, but being able to be adaptable and pivot and move and make changes um, with anything that comes our way would all be a part of those behaviors that I think you would see from somebody coming uh, who has an ownership mentality. You know, listening to you talk, it's not something that I had thought actively about, but I would say that problem solving and being an active participant in problem solving is Mm -hmm. one of those big pieces and coming to a problem with a solution and a resolution to it is one of a key component that I had never really thought about, but thinking back on some of the um, dealings that I've had with, you know, different coworkers and people in the organization is I have experienced that where they're coming and saying, here's what's going on and here's what we're facing, but I've got the solution. Here's my thought. Yeah, and so it totally changes the conversation because you're not just dropping something on somebody's desk to solve, but you're really becoming a partner with them in solving whatever that is because we're thinking like owners and we're 
pulling the same direction and have the same end goal in mind. Yes. And so that kind of segues into our next conversation and our ne- my next question. Why do you find that it's important for both employees and leaders to cultivate an ownership mentality? And I think that that problem solving is probably a big piece of that because that's probably in a lot of organizations left up to the leaders to just be brought the problems to solve. Whereas in our organization, we look at it a little bit differently. There's really so many benefits that come from cultivating that ownership mentality for both employees and leaders. And, um, you know, first and first I think about, uh, it creates such a positive employee experience, uh, when somebody can come in and they feel empowered in their role and as an individual contributor and feel like they are a part of something bigger than themselves. I think as humans, we all have an internal drive or need to be able to contribute contribute to something bigger than ourselves. And so being able to create that environment where that's inspired, uh, I think that I think it does a lot for um, the personal development of people. And I think it also it creates a growth path for the individual um, that's maybe outside of a, a hierarchy within the company. I mean, they're, right. they're they're growing within the the role that they're sitting in just by being able to take, even if they don't change or promote job titles, they're growing just by taking on more. Uh, responsibility and ownership in what they do, which ultimately could result in in a promotion or job title change or additional responsibilities because they're able to showcase that um, to their leadership. And so I think there's that there's tons of benefits that go um, into having this ownership mentality. And I think what it also does is it allows for the organization to really scale what we're doing. Um, when, when you've got somebody that's sitting in a, in a seat with responsibilities and they are completely taking ownership of what they do as the business is able to scale and go to new levels. Um, and so I think it's, it creates a lot of benefit for both the employees and the organization and leaders, um, which, you know, scaling our business ultimately makes us more profitable um, and makes us more successful in, in our organizational... With our organizational goals and what we're trying to achieve. And honestly, what any organization would be trying to achieve is to continue to scale and have those opportunities for individual contributors as well as leaders. And for them to work in tandem, I think, is a big piece of it, too. Yeah. So um, what Lydia doesn't know in her wonderful state of preparation and planning for this podcast is that I reached out to our CEO, Andy Barker, and I asked him, among, as we're going through the benefits of an ownership mentality culture, that if you were trying to sell an ownership mentality culture to another organization, what would be your top three selling points? And I'm just curious if how much your all's answers would align. And for our listeners of this podcast, Lydia and Andy work incredibly closely together in ensuring that this ownership mentality and this culture 
is safeguarded. I'm just, I'm interested to see how Lydia's <laughs> answers align with Andy's. So Lydia, again, if you were to sell an ownership mentality culture to another organization, what would be your top three selling points? And don't kill me. <laughs> I, lo- I love that you did this. No, it's, it's, it's good. Um, I, I think the first thing would be it creates a common thread between us all. Um, you know, we in our ownership mentality, you know, our organization is incredibly, um, as, a, as a component of having, having ownership mentality and inspiring that within your culture, it, it really requires your organization to be really transparent in where you are and what your opportunities are and celebrate wins but also you know there's some vulnerability there but what it does is it creates a common thread of ownership of we're all pulling in the same direction and working to achieve a common goal together I love that so one of Andy's answers was that I feel truly does kind of fit in with that was that he said a non-corporate feel that has a family focused Mm -hmm. organization and I think the pulling in the same direction and working as a common thread and everybody pulling in the same direction I think that exactly encompasses his answer on that you know we he he and actually talk all the time about we don't ever want to be corporate because that corporate feeling is what is what makes people feel like they're just a number right and 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 it's harder the bigger you get the harder it is to have that intimate feel but I know in our organization within the leadership team we spend a ton of time thinking about how we can continue to inspire that ownership mentality and that family uh, feel and and, um, more intimate culture atmosphere because that's just so incredibly important and so I think my other uh, selling point for ownership mentality would be uh, probably the innovation and problem solving aspect innovation and problem solving are approached in totally different ways when you're an owner or have a feeling of an ownership um, are are approached completely different Um, you're willing to um, explore other options and think out of the box if it means that you're going to um, be able to get a step closer to meeting organizational goals. And so I think probably, you know, innovation and problem solving is huge. And then I think maybe the third one I would say is just that intrinsic motivators. I think people are inspired to do good things when they have a stake in it, when they feel that ownership um, that they have and, and have pride in what they're doing. There's a whole nother level of pride that you have um, when there's that ownership mentality involved. And so, yeah, so I would say just intrinsically motivated to do well for the organization. So I'm laughing a little bit because Andy's other two answers were uh, commitment through ownership to always improve and become more educated, uh-huh. enhancing the company's intellectual knowledge. Yeah. So I think that goes perfectly with your second one as far as innovation and encouraging people to be the problem solvers and find the new ways to do things. And then his last one was empowered individuals that treat their responsibilities mm-hmm. like individual owners. Yeah. So I think, as expected, those all three <laughs> align pretty closely. Um and I just 
Lydia, I love listening to you talk about ownership mentality because I know with how closely we work together, how passionate you are about it for each of our employees to experience that culture and have that mentality and that mindset. And I'm curious, and I don't want you to go into too deep of detail based on some (laughs) of our future podcast plans, but if you could share... Have you always felt this ownership mentality that we're talking about? Or was there a particular light bulb moment for you where you really had that mindset shift? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think for me, um, at, at one, I do remember at one point in my career, I recognized that... Number one, I'm a part of an incredible industry. Number two, I'm a part of an organization that's growing like crazy. And so with those two things, really the opportunities are up to me. Right. Um, and I do remember having realizing that at some point in my early career of, hey, the opportunities are endless. Uh, and and so the ball's in my court, and so it's up to me to develop. It's up from up to me to um, take my responsibilities and execute them to my the best of my ability. And you know the cool thing I will say, and, and it's really one of my favorite things about our organization, and really about being on the HR side of things is when you're when you're in HR, you're exposed to a lot of things inside the organization. Um, and one of those things is the growth path, the growth paths of others. Right. And what I love, one of my favorite things about what I get to do every day is I love seeing our organization grow and the opportunities that people have to grow with it and to grow in it. And I love when I see people recognize those opportunities and completely take hold of them and just you know the opportunities that they have to promote and take on new responsibility the financial opportunities that they have to grow Mm -hmm. it's again I know I'm privy to that in HR um, and and it's just it's really cool to see and so I think I did have I did recognize that pretty early in my career of man I'm in a great organization and it's up to me and so I think that's probably when that ownership mentality uh, kind of took off. Right. And I think we've got a great executive leadership team that truly wants so much for each employee owner in our organization and wants them to experience all of those growth paths and career moves that benefit them best. I know that Andy, we joke about his sayings but all the time he's aces in their places but he means that to his core he wants everybody to be in the best fit for them that they're most inclined to do and that they enjoy the most um so I think that's special and it kind of ties into our next point of how do we feel that ownership mentality affects employee engagement and job satisfaction you're so right. Uh, you, you know, so aces in their places. We, we say it all the time, <laughs> but it's so true. It's a lot of it. A lot of 
this is about getting people in the right seat. We talk yes. about intrinsic motivators. A lot of it is just about somebody who's naturally wired. We talk about all the time in our organization, finding people who are naturally wired to succeed in their roles. And so getting getting those uh, people in the right seats. But even beyond that, I think people have to feel, you know, it's, it's getting people in the right seat, but also people have to feel have to feel empowered to operate Mm -hmm. um I think in general you know people want to feel like they're a part of something that's bigger than themselves they want to feel like they belong they want to feel like they've had a part in making something better than it was before and when someone feels ownership in what they do and they believe in the mission of the organization I think you find that they're happier, they're more engaged, they're more productive, they're more inspired, and I think they're more, you know, loyal. Yes. Um, Honestly, I think it's like they feel like they have a piece of the pie, and especially in our organization, they and they do, do. yeah. As an ESOP, they do right. Um, So I think that that's absolutely the effect that it can have on an organization and. When you're happy, you don't have that inclination to look outside. Mm-hmm. You want to look internal because you know the opportunities and the culture that you're already in, I feel, are as good as it gets. Yeah. So you don't have – I think that's why we maintain such a great retention with our employees and you have – there's, there's a fierce loyalty that comes with that when you feel like you own your responsibilities and it's your baby and you are a part of something bigger there is a fierce loyal that loyalty that comes with that yes Um, and and really you know it helps like you said with retention rates it helps with attracting um, future Mm -hmm. talent because you know people learn people talk and people know about a culture and environment and and I think that's what a lot of people, especially post COVID, I think are looking for mm-hmm. more now more than ever, a positive employee experience to, yeah. to be a part of. And I think when, when you get in an environment where you hear that people who work there love their job and they've been there for so many years and um, they feel empowered and they're excelling in their role, I think that's really attractive and, Right. Something we spend a ton of time and effort in, in trying to make sure that we establish within our environment. Yeah, I think that sense of community, like you said, especially post-COVID, is yeah. huge and plays a very big role um, in all of those in all of those pieces. Yeah. In what ways do you find that our culture of ownership mentality uh, creates a more adaptable and resilient workforce? One of the benefits, one of the many benefits of that ownership mentality culture is that it reduces the dependence on the hierarchy of the company. Mm-hmm. So if you think about so that, when, when somebody is empowered in their job and they're not having to wait on someone to tell them the next move to make, and, and I know there's collaboration that has to happen, right? I mm-hmm. mean, we, we collaborate, right. we work together. But if they're not having to wait on the next person to make the move and they're not fearful of making another move, um, the company is able to move so much quicker and be more agile and responsive and um, res- resilient. Yes. Um, 
in meeting the demands of the business. And so I think this is, again, one of the greatest benefits of ownership mentality is just that we're able to pivot and move quickly. Anything in our lives, we have our benefits, but nothing comes without its challenges. Mm-hmm. So what do you find has been, because I know you spend a lot of time with our executive leadership team and helping them make sure that we create and maintain this culture. What do you find are some of the common challenges that our leaders face when trying to instill this ownership mentality among our teams? Mm. Um, I think there's, I think there's two sides to this probably. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the first is team members have to be willing to take ownership. Um, I think I think that's a challenge for sure. But then the, I think the other side of that is leaders have to be willing to grant ownership to team mm-hmm. members. And that's just, yeah, that's just that's as tough. difficult. Yep. It's hard to get up, give up control. Um, and, and it feels vulnerable and it feels uncomfortable. And that's really what essentially you're doing um, is giving up a level of control when you're allowing, le- when you're allowing team members to, uh, take full responsibility of what they do every day. And so right. I think as leaders, we kind of have to check ourselves and really question ourselves, okay, am I really creating an environment that truly allows for ownership mentality, or am I just saying that I do? Right. And I think we can all be guilty of that. And I think, you know, um, we talked about the rate at which our organization is growing, and not just our organization, but our industry in particular And I think that that's something that we have to do is to let go of that control so that we're able to discuss and handle some of those problems that maybe need to be in executive leadership's court and let go of those things that we've hired people to do knowing that they are fully capable of doing them and that they will excel and to letting go of that and not doing, you know, the micromanagement and staying over top of it so that we can have a clear mind to address those other problems. Yeah. And, and most times they will excel. I think we, what we expect from people usually you'll get, but I think you've also as a leader got to be prepared for if it does fail and you've got to along, you know, I think that comes with trying to inspire an ownership mentality is you've got to be you've got to allow failure and you've got to really almost promote failure. Mm -hmm. You've got to uh, allow people and create an environment to feel like they can take a, you know, take a step into maybe what's uncomfortable with them for them. Um, but will help them grow and develop in their role. Um, and you've got to know that if they fail, Hey, we got to pick you back up and it's all right. We, we fail. We don't get it right every time, but you know, you, you did, you, your intentions were good, right? Mm Because we're owners. We're thinking like owners. The intent was good. It didn't work. May not have worked. It may have been, um, it may not have gone the way we planned, but. Well, but we learned from it. We learned from it. Yeah. Right. And so I think that, you know, some of the people listening to this, uh, may listen and say, okay, well, all of that's great that you've talked about. And I can see where it makes sense for you guys, because you've got this structure of an ESOP, um, 
So I guess, what would you say to people who feel that this mindset isn't applicable to them because they aren't in an ESOP or that this isn't the foundation of their company or organization? Why is this something that can work in any organization or in your personal life? Well, you know, I think the fact is whether you're an ESOP or not, I think certainly the ESOP is this inspires the foundation of mm-hmm. ownership mentality. Right, it's a big driving force. Yes, absolutely. But whether you're an ESOP or not, or not, I think people, I've said it before, but people want to feel a part of something and like their skill sets are being used and that they're valued and needed. And so inspiring this ownership mentality is going to do all of those things. And so I think regardless of your, your structure and your, you know, company setup, I think you're going to absolutely benefit from a more engaged, um, satisfied, loyal employee group, which more than likely is going to, um, your your customers and your clients are going to experience that. That's, that's another right. thing that, you know, we really haven't talked about at this point, but that is, you know, our customers are while we're here. And so, when and when our employees are engaged and happy and they're here for, uh, you know, the duration of their career, our customers recognize that and they mm-hmm. they know that there's something special to be said about that. And so I think I would just encourage people. Maybe this isn't the organization that you're in. Maybe this isn't the foundation. And maybe you feel that there isn't room for this. I don't think that that's where you need to settle into. I think that an ownership mentality, you may not think of it or it may, or it may be something that seems obvious, but you are the owner of your life. So take that responsibility and maybe it's not the foundation of the culture that you're in that they put in the handbook, but make it the foundation of your career and what you're aiming to do. Take that opportunity to say, well, I'm going to have this mindset shift and I'm going to start thinking if I was the owner of this company, what would be the decisions and the attitudes and behaviors that I would display as the owner? Yeah. And, and I think any, I think any organization can employ ownership mentality within their culture. I think, yes. I think probably there some organizations are going to have more of a challenge than others I think as we said as our ESOP it's really the foundation of of our culture and so it kind of comes naturally because Mm -hmm. we are owners um I think probably highly regulated businesses Um, may um, have more challenges I think organizations that have a lot of rank and order may have more challenges just like we talked about um you know relinquishing some of that control is difficult, but although those are probably ones that could impact the most from ownership mentality, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, and so I think those those industries or organizations probably have more of a challenge because it just because of the size, it probably takes time for people to buy into that. But it is certainly not impossible, and I'm I'm a believer that a lot of the times it's the small things that make a difference. That was such a fun episode with Lydia and a really great way to kickstart our podcast here at Ensuring Success. We hope you'll continue to join us as we post more episodes on this series of ownership mentality and as we share our stories of leadership, growth, and success here at Houchins Insurance Group. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.